The Bradford Exchange presents the Classic Radio Theater with your host, Carl Amari. Countdown for blast off. X minus one. Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Richard Diamond, private detective. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Suspense. It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Dragnet. We offer you escape. Kraft presents the Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. The Jack Benny Program. Welcome, everyone, to episode two of the Classic Radio Theater. Each week, the Bradford Exchange and participating sponsors bring you three hours of the Classic Radio Theater, featuring programming from the golden age of radio. This time, we'll hear two half-hour episodes of Suspense, starring Cary Grant and Edward G. Robinson. We'll begin after this short break. Offering high-tension drama and a stellar cast, Suspense was a landmark program from radio's golden age. For 20 years, the program offered tales well-calculated to keep you in suspense. With audience numbers in the millions, Suspense ranked as one of the most listened-to dramas on the air from 1942 until 1962. Known as radio's outstanding theater of thrills, it focused on suspenseful stories starring the biggest names in Hollywood. Actors jumped at the chance to appear on Suspense, including Cary Grant, James Stewart, Alan Ladd, Henry Fonda, Humphrey Bogart, Betty Davis, and Orson Welles. Oftentimes, celebrities were cast against type, including Jack Benny, who played a Martian, and Frank Sinatra, who played a psychopathic killer. Scripts were by John Dixon Carr, Lucille Fletcher, James Poe, Ray Bradbury, and many others. Running more than 20 years, Suspense aired nearly 1,000 radio broadcasts. It made the transition to television in 1949, but it was much better suited for radio, where the theater of the mind could run free. It's time for the first of two Suspense radio episodes. This first one stars Cary Grant as a young man who, along with his wife, run out of gas on a lonely road at night during a thunderstorm. While stranded, they turn on the radio to learn that an escaped insane woman, armed with a meat cleaver, has killed three people and is prowling the woods nearby. It's back to 1950 for On a Country Road on Suspense. Autolite and its 96,000 dealers present Suspense. Tonight, Autolite brings you On a Country Road, a suspense play starring Mr. Cary Grant. Relax, David. There's no hurry to get home. Who can relax in this mess of traffic? There must be a wreck or something up ahead. Mm. This keeps up, we'll get caught in the rain. Yeah, it looks like a big storm building up, too. Hey, remember that shortcut? Which one? Well, the little tarred road that goes across through center marches and comes out on the other highway. What we took last summer? Yeah, I'll turn off there and duck this pile up. I'd like to get as far as possible before that storm hits. Why don't you pull out your hand? David, don't get mad. He cut right in front of me, trying to turn into that gas station. Maybe he needed gas. Mm. Oh. It's 
Turn on the radio, huh? Now there. Afternoon Sounds like news. To all residents of Long Island to be on the Turn lookout for Nellie Goller, a middle-aged woman described as dangerous and insane. She escaped this morning from Rescue Mental Hospital after fatally butchering a doctor, a nurse, and a ward attendant with a meat cleaver. This is the same Nellie Goller who a year ago murdered three persons on a Brooklyn street. This station oh, broadcast my mother-in-law. description of our regular <laughs> newscast, which At least we aren't the only crazy home. people on Long Island. Why did you change it? I don't want to listen anymore. Let's get home quickly, David. I don't like being out here with that woman running loose. Uh-oh. Here's the storm. Roll up the windows. In just a moment, Mr. Cary Grant in the first act of On a Country Road. Amazing, Wilcox, amazing. What's so amazing, Senator? Your victory in the election. Uh, my candidate's victory, Senator, the famous Autolite Stay Full Battery, the battery that needs water only three times a year in normal car use. Why, everybody voted for the Autolite Stay Full Battery. You had plenty in reserve, Wilcox. Reserve? Why, the Autolite Stay Full Battery has over three times the liquid reserve of batteries without Stay Full features. Didn't you campaign with fiberglass retaining mats? Sure did, Senator, because every positive plate of the Autolite Stay Full Battery is protected with a fiberglass retaining mat to prevent shedding and flaking and keep the power-producing materials in place. Why, your candidate is in for life, Wilcox. A longer life, Senator, because the Autolite Stay-Full battery gives 70% longer life, as proved by tests conducted according to SAE minimum life cycle standards. So, friends, get acquainted with the Autolite Stay-Full battery, the battery that needs water only three times a year in normal car use. See your neighborhood Autolite battery dealer now. And remember... You're always right with Autolite. And now, with On a Country Road and the performance of Mr. Cary Grant, Autolite hopes once again to keep you in suspense. They put her to sleep instead of just locking her up where she can escape and kill more people. Hmm? Put who to sleep? That woman they were talking about on the radio. Oh, she can't help what she does. She's sick. Hmm. What good does that do the people who get chopped up with a meat cleaver? I don't know. The laws were made before the doctors knew very much about the human mind. I still don't know much. Hmm. Oh, I can see what it is. There's a roadblock up ahead. What's happened? I don't know. Cops all over the road. David, I'll bet they're looking for that crazy woman. Oh, I guess so. I'll hold it a minute. What's up, officer? Uh, just a checkup, folks. Uh, anything in the back seat? Only the blanket and the lunchbox. We went on a picnic. Yes, ma'am. Seen any hitchhikers? No, just traffic. Okay, move right along, please. Are you looking for the crazy woman? Move it along, let's go. He didn't answer He's busy. What are you doing? Listen. All residents and motorists on Long Island are warned to be on the alert for the escaped insane woman who is somewhere on the island. She is described as tall, broad-shouldered, gray-haired, and rather heavy. She may still be armed with the cleaver. One hundred men are searching the area, and they're prepared to shoot on sight. 
Here's another bulletin on the case which just came in. Just a few minutes ago, the decapitated bodies of an elderly man and woman were found oh, here's by the police shortcut. near Center Marsh. We haven't found her yet. This will get us out of that traffic. The bodies of an elderly couple have just been found in their car near Center Marriages on a lonely, tarred road. Police are certain they were killed by Nellie Goller, the insane woman now at large. Residents of the area are warned not to open their doors to strangers. Motorists are cautioned to stay off lonely roads and not to pick up any hitchhikers. All persons are asked to be on the lookout for this woman. Oh, Here is her description They haven't again. caught her yet. Let it turn that off, darling. I thought you wanted to hear it. Well, that's She's enough believed of it. to be armed right. with the meat cleaver. This shortcut will save us a lot of time. You turned off the highway. Sure, I told you when I did it. We've come over a mile already. Save us a lot of time. But David, didn't you hear what the radio said about staying off lonely roads? Oh, we only have to go across the other highway. It won't take long. You sure? Of course. We go past Center Marches, then take the left road and come out right by the highway bridge. Center Marches is where she just killed those two people. Oh, no, no, no. What can happen to us while we're driving? Besides, the whole island is full of men looking for this lunatic. They'll catch her. Oh. It's just the storm. Now, come on, quiet down, you jumpy. Oh, I guess I'm silly. David. What? The gas gauge says empty. <laughs> There's still a couple of gallons left when it points to empty. How long has it said empty? Don't know. I'll get gas when we get across to the other highway. David, I'm scared. Relax, honey. Rain and wind always make you nervous as a cat. I wish we'd stayed on the highway. If I'd known you'd act like this, I would have. Well, it's not my fault. It's not mine either. I'm having trouble enough just trying to see through this storm. David, let's not fight. Driving through these burned-out woods in this kind of weather is enough to give anyone the willies. Oh, goodness, it got dark so fast. I can hardly see ahead, even in the headlights. Uh, there's something ahead. Don't stop, David. Oh, it's only a sign. David, the crazy woman could be around here. I'm not picking up anyone. I just want to know where I am. Well, don't get out of the car. I'm not. Calm down. Let's see. Santa Marge is that way. Now, we'll take this road. Center Marge's. This must be the road where she killed those people. Jumpy. Turn on the radio. Oh, this is a desolate place. We haven't even passed a house yet. Miles of woods on both sides of oh, us. It's so dark we couldn't have seen one if it were there. This rain seems to be getting worse. David, I'm just sure this is the road where that woman killed those two people. Oh, now, stop that, Dorothy. That's why the police had a roadblock by this road. That crazy woman might be any place in these woods. But not necessarily where we are. Oh. David, what's the matter? Oh, that's fine. What a place to run out of gas. Oh, no! David, you mean we're stuck here? Yeah, I'm afraid so, for the time being, anyway. I'm sorry, dear. That crazy woman is in the woods. She'll kill us. She's nowhere near us. David, quick. Turn off your headlights. Why? Did you hear something? David, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm scared. 
I guess I should have got gas. Oh, turn off the headlights, please. Why? She'll see us if you don't. We won't see her if I do. Please, David, turn them off. Oh, now, listen, Dorothy. Don't let this silly thing get the better of you. Oh. Oh, just look at the headlights. Poking into darkness of nothing but wet bushes and trees. Rain falling. Please, David. Oh, all right. There, now they're off. Do you feel better sitting in the dark? <sighs> Only the thunder and lightning would stop. And this rain. Look, Dorothy, there's no sense sitting here all night. It's only a few minutes past ten o'clock. I'm going to walk up the road a bit. There might be a house or something. You're there. not going to leave me here. I won't let you go. But Dorothy, we can't sit here in the middle of nowhere for the rest of the night. We're safer here than out there. David, she's probably hiding in the woods. She's just waiting for a chance to kill us. Oh, come on, Dorothy. Why should she be right where we run out of gas? Why now? can't she be here? Please stay in the car. All right. Lock the doors from the inside. Why? What is it? Now she can't get in here. She's nowhere near us. Oh, don't be mad at me, David. I'm so scared. Well, if she's out there, she can easily smash the windows. Oh, don't scare me anymore. I know I'm acting silly. I can't help it. Oh, no. Come here. Let me put my arm around you. There. Oh, David. Oh, put your head on my shoulder. <laughs> Forgive me, David. Go ahead and cry. Go on. It'll make you feel better. Isn't there some popular music? We're now to search for the escaped insane woman who has killed five persons since fleeing from a Long Island mental hospital. Rain and darkness are hampering the search. Over 100 police are combing the wooded area near Center Marriages. It was near there that an elderly couple were butchered on a lonely, tarred road. In making her escape this morning, the mad woman killed a doctor, nurse, and... Let's leave it off for a while, huh? Oh, so quiet and lonely here. Wish it were morning. Look, Dorothy, I'll run up the road. There might be a No, house. no, David, please. David, listen... Did you hear that? What? I don't hear anything. Listen. There it is. No, I can't. It's a dog. A little dog barking. Oh, David. Well, I guess it's only a lost dog. Or maybe there's a house nearby. Or the crazy one. Oh, David! She's out Something there! Something hit the back of the car. It's her! Is the door locked on your side? Yes. Yes. Well, what if she breaks the windows? She's got a cleaver. In that flash of lightning, I saw somebody. Is it the crazy woman? I can't tell. She's lying on the road. Can you see her? Is she still there? It's too dark to see. Have to wait for the lightning. I saw her. She's getting up now. She'll kill us. She'll kill us. Oh, no. Please. <laughs> What is she doing? I don't know. She must have been running. She didn't see the car and ran right into it. <laughs> She's at the window, right next to you. Oh, my Lord! Look at her! Get away from that window! 
David, she's trying to get in the car. Look at that face. And her hair. Go away. Let me in. I'm not crazy. This crazy woman is after me. David, don't let her in. Let me in. Let her in scare her. Go away. Go away. We've got a gun. We'll shoot. It worked. She's staring at us. I'm warning you. I'll shoot. David, she's coming back. Please, don't leave me out here. Please. That woman will kill me. Please. David, take your pipe. Hold it like a gun. It'll look like a gun. Where is it? Where's it? In the club compartment. Here. Here it is. Here. Look. I've got a gun. I'm going to shoot. She's backing away. Keep going before I start shooting. David, she's gone. She disappeared. Yeah. We can't get out now. All we can do is sit here all night and wait for help. Can you see her? Where'd she go? I don't know. She's out there, though. Probably planning on how to get in this car. David, what are we going to do? She's the one I know. But she didn't have a cleaver. She must have dropped it when she ran into the car. Face is all twisted, her hair hanging down. And she's back there looking for the cleaver now. She'll kill us. She'll kill us. Dorothy, stop it. She'll kill us. is bringing you Mr. Cary Grant with Kathy Lewis and Jeanette Nolan in On a Country Road. Tonight's production in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Say, Wilcox, what was your platform? Why, the Autolite Stay Full Battery, the battery that needs water only three times a year in normal car use. Go on, Wilcox. Well, we pointed out that the Autolite Stay Full has over three times the liquid reserve of batteries without Stay Full features. Amazing. Ah, but that's not all, Senator, because we pointed out, too, that the Autolite Stay Full gives longer life. Seventy percent longer life, in fact as proved by tests conducted according to SAE minimum life cycle standards. Then there's fiberglass retaining mats protecting every positive plate to prevent shedding and flaking and to give the Autolite stay full, scintillating superiority. How is your plurality, Wilcox? Sensational, Senator. We got all but one vote. Why, that's positively preposterous. Sure is, Senator, because everybody's heard of the Autolite stay full battery, the battery that needs water only three times a year in normal car use. So see your neighborhood Autolite battery dealer. And remember, you're always right with Autolite. And now, Autolite brings back to our Hollywood soundstage Mr. Cary Grant in Elliot Lewis's production of On a Country Road, a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. David, she broke the window. Get away from there. Stay out of the car. I'm coming in. I can't stand it. Stay out of the car. I warn you. I've got a gun. You wouldn't shoot me. Go away. 
You're crazy. We know all about you. I'm not the crazy woman. Believe me, let me in. Don't do it, David. She's trying to trick us. Listen to me, please. I've been running in this awful storm. My car is stuck in the ditch back there. How far back? I don't know. It seems like miles. I heard about the crazy woman on the radio. I was afraid to stay in the car alone. Let me in. No, David. Go back to your own car. No. It's so dark and so lonely in this storm. I locked the doors, but I was afraid I could see things and hear things in the darkness. I couldn't stand it anymore. I got out and I ran. It's the rain. That's why I look like this. I'm not the crazy woman. Dorothy. Maybe she isn't a crazy woman. Maybe she's just scared and exhausted. Let me in. Please, let me in. No, David, no. She's the one I know. This crazy woman had a cleaver. I'm not armed. The three of us will be safer together. No, she makes sense to me, Dorothy. We would be safer with one more person. Oh, David, I don't know. Let me in, please. I'm wet to the skin. I'm going to unlock the door, Dorothy. David. Oh. All right. Now, get in. And make oh. one move and I'll shoot you. Oh, it's... Oh, it's... Good to sit down. All right. Now, there's a blanket on the floor back there. Try and dry yourself off with it. Oh, the darkness and the rain. There's enough to drive me out of my mind. Well, just take it easy, lady. I ran and ran. All I could hear was feet chasing after me, hunting me. Do you live near here? Farther out. Near Restview. I used to live in Brooklyn. Restview is the mental hospital. I know. I'm used to the crazy people. But not a night in a lonely place like this. Not the kind who kill people. You, uh, you live at Restview? No. Just near there. David, we can't sit here not knowing. If we could get to a phone. A phone? Why? To call the police. Get some help. No! Don't do that. Why not? Why don't you want the police? Oh, I, I do. But you'd be killed. What do you mean? The woman. She'll kill him if he goes away from this car. Oh. There's that dog. You hear it? Somebody's out there. Well, there must be a house up ahead. Maybe it's barking to be let in. No. It senses somebody. There's somebody out there. The crazy woman's creeping around out there. Quick, let's get away. Look out, David. Let go of me. Huh? What are you trying to do? Start the car, quick. We'll get away. We're out of gas. Out, out of gas? I don't think we parked here for the fun of it, do you? Oh, such a desolate place to run out of gas. Stop barking. What does it mean? You can't just sit here. We've got to get away. Oh, I'm not a magician, lady. I can't make gasoline out of rain. Oh, you can't stay here the whole night. You no, hear me? Let go of me. There's nothing I can do. Try something, anything. Don't just sit there. She's scaring me, David. Stop her. Cut it out. Cut it out. You'll have us all in hysterics. All right. All right, I'm sorry. Look, I got an idea. Give me your gun. What for? What for? I'll tell you. I want it. Give it to me, David. Listen to me. I'm all right, but I can't sit here all night. I'd go crazy. Give me the gun. I'll go. I won't be afraid of the dark, the noises, the feet following me. I'll go. I promise you. 
Give me the gun. No, now sit down. Please. I'll go. I promise I can't stand sitting in the dark like this. Can't you stop her, David? I told you to shut up. <laughs> if you don't, you'll have to get out of the car. Not into the woods again. Oh, you're nice people, aren't you? Or do you want me to leave so you can shoot me? Is that it? We're not going to shoot you. We don't have a gun. It's only a pipe. Dorothy. A pipe? A smoking pipe? David, I'm sorry. Then... Then you're unarmed. I'm sorry, yes, David. Dorothy. Why did you tell me you had a gun? What difference would it make to you whether I'm armed or not? I don't know you. Maybe you two are more dangerous than the crazy woman. I'll tell you what I think. I think you're the crazy woman. The way you grabbed David when you wanted him to start the car. Well, Dorothy, stop it. Don't excite her. Don't excite me? Why? Do you think I'm dangerous? An old woman you took into your car, two of you, and you're afraid of me? I'm not afraid of you. Now sit back in the seat and don't try anything. David, the storm is stopping. Maybe now is the time. The time for what? What are you going to do? You two are up to something. Oh, shut up. My wife meant now is the time to go for help. I did not. I meant now is the time for us to escape. David, can't you see it? She's the one. She'll kill us. You little... Oh, stop it. Sit back in that seat. You haven't got a gun. No, but I've got a knife. David. It's my jackknife, but it's sharp and strong, so don't try any tricks. All right. Threaten me. Watch me while that woman is out there. All you can do is sit and wait for her to make the next move. She can kill us like that old man and woman. They must have been on this same road. They were in their car, too. They must have let her in. We'll leave, then. The three of us will walk. We'll, we'll stay close together. We'll be quiet. Anyone hiding in the woods won't hear us. Don't get out of the car, David. Oh, how will we find our way? It's too dark. We'll find our way. Look out there. The road's full of shadows. Get her out of the car, David. She wants to kill us. Kill you. Well, look, if you want to go, why don't you leave? We're going to stay here until some help comes. Oh, I'd be helpless, alone, if I had a gun or something. You're nice. Oh, why doesn't somebody come? Where are the police? I can't stand this. Nobody will come. There's no one in these woods. They're burned out and deserted. Dorothy, come on, please. It was your idea to use this road. He wouldn't listen to me and stop for gas. I couldn't help it. I got lost. Oh, why don't you do something? Not just sit here waiting, waiting. Do something before we're murdered. Are you so helpless? All right. I am going to do something. I'll go for help. That's it. Get help. David. In her hand. I saw it in the moonlight. It glittered. What is it? Your wife is hysterical. She, she was holding it. A long piece of broken glass, long and pointed. See? She doesn't answer. She's just watching us. What is she waiting for? It's from the broken window. That's where she got it. So what if I have it? I'm not going to sit here defenseless. She's going to attack Don't us. Don't be silly. It was all right for you to have a knife. Why can't I be armed for whatever may come? Give me that broken glass. Give it to you. You think I'm crazy? 
You couldn't protect us from anything. Oh. David, what are you doing? Why are you climbing over the seat? I'll what are you... I warn you. I'm through letting my wife be terrified. Give me that glass. Stay away from me! Once I left the car, you were going to butcher my wife. With that broken glass. No! No! David! David! I... Give me that glass! I... You're crazy! Let me alone! Hold her, David. Hold her. Don't let her free. Strong. Stop my arm. You killed me. Drop that glass. You both gone crazy. Trying to kill me. Like you were going to murder us? No, I wasn't. Don't let her get free. can't hold her. She's strong. If you have a knife. Then I'll have glass. David, David, hold it. Much longer. I'm not crazy. Please believe me. You got my throat. Choking me. Your knife. David, your knife. Uh. Ah! David. David, you... You killed her. David, you killed her. I couldn't help it. I couldn't... Oh, you... Covered with blood. She was going to kill us. There's some lights. A car is coming. Help's coming. Hey there, you in the car. Why are you parked here? It's the police. At last. We ran out of gas. The crazy one. What a night to run out of gas. You couldn't have picked a better spot. What with that woman running around loose? Officer, we want to tell you... A farmer up the road called and said his dog's been barking at something. We caught her. Uh, who'd you catch? The crazy woman. She, she's in the back seat, dead. What? Uh, no. No, she's alive. Hurt bad, though. Uh, she was trying to kill us. Well, we'll get her to a hospital. You two had better come with me. We captured that crazy woman a half hour ago. I don't know who this lady is. Suspense. Presented by Autolite. Tonight's star, Mr. Cary Grant. Well, Cart, did your candidate's entire ticket get into office? Yes, sir, Senator. Along with the Autolite Stay Full battery, the voters elected all of the 400 products made by Autolite for cars, trucks, planes, and boats in 28 plants coast to coast. These include complete electrical systems used as original factory equipment on many leading makes of America's finest cars. Generators, coils, distributors, voltage regulators, electric windshield wipers, wire and cable, starting motors, all engineered to fit together perfectly, work together perfectly, because they're a perfect team. So, friends, don't accept electrical parts supposed to be as good. Ask for and insist on Autolite original factory parts at your neighborhood service station, car dealer, garage, or repair shop. Remember, you're always right with Autolite. Next week on Suspense for your Thanksgiving holiday listening, Mr. Ozzie Nelson and Miss Harriet Hilliard 
as stars of Going, Going Gone. And in the weeks to come, you will hear such famous stars as Van Heflin, Alan Ladd, and Cornell Wilde, all appearing in tales well calculated to keep you in... Suspense. Suspense is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis, with music composed by Lucian Morawack and conducted by Lut Bluskin. On a Country Road was written for Suspense by Walter Bazaar. And remember, next week on Suspense, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard in Going, Going, Gone. Autolite Stayful Batteries, Autolite Standard Type or Resistor Type Spark Plugs, Autolite Electrical Parts at your neighborhood Autolite dealers. Switch to Autolite. Good night. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. That's On a Country Road. Starring Cary Grant on Suspense, as originally broadcast on CBS Radio, November 16, 1950. All of the classic radio shows we present on this series are direct from the master recordings. I have more than 100,000 original episodes under license from the owners and estates, and we make them available via digital download or on CD through our Classic Radio Club. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you'll receive 10 superior-sounding classic radio shows sent directly to you each month, along with detailed liner notes and photos of the stars. You'll receive your first 10 classic radio episodes for only $1, and you can cancel at any time. To learn more about the Classic Radio Club, log on to ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. I'll have another episode of Suspense for you. This one stars Edward G. Robinson after this short break. Welcome back to the Classic Radio Theater. I'm your host, Carl Amari. It's time now for another episode of Suspense. This episode from 1948 stars movie tough guy Edward G. Robinson as a man trying to collect on a fake insurance policy. Here's You Can't Die Twice on Suspense. Now, Autolite and its 60,000 dealers and service stations present... Suspense. Tonight, Autolite brings you Edward G. Robinson in You Can't Die Twice. A suspense play, produced and directed by Anton M. Leder. Friends, if a camel got a drink of water only three times a year, his tongue would hang out like a Christmas necktie. But an Autolite Stay Full battery thrives on three drinks a year. Yes, sirree, an Autolite Stay Full battery needs water only three times a year in normal car use. And by Cornelius, an Autolite Stay Full battery has extra plates for extra, extra power. Protected by fiberglass insulation for stronger, longer life. Why, in recent tests conducted according to the Society of Automotive Engineers Life Cycle Standards, Autolite Stay-Full batteries gave 70% longer average life than batteries without the Stay-Full features. So remember, be battery right. Get Autolite. And now, Autolite presents Edward G. Robinson in a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. 
Yeah. It's funny how it happened. Take a good look at me. Am I the type you'd say could harm a fly? Ask around my neighborhood. Or ask any of my old customers. Sam, they tell you... Sam Brown? Why, he wouldn't say boo. Sam Brown, a murderer? <laughs> Besides, there must be some mistake somewhere. Uh, Sam's dead. A whole year now. So that's what I want to explain, how it all happened. It all began that Sunday morning at home with my wife, Katie. Poor Katie. An April fool. Today is April fool, isn't it, Sam? Yeah, I guess it is, Katie. Why? Why? Because we'll have to expect a lot of silly tricks today, that's why, from your so-called friends. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I guess we'll have to be on our guard, huh? <laughs> You're talking. Yeah. After the way you fell for that April Fool's joke last year. <laughs> yeah, some letdown, all right. When I learned it was all a practical joke and I hadn't won 50000 in the Irish sweepstake. Hey, you, you sure took it to heart, too. Uh, why not? Will I ever in my life even see money like that? Oh, Katie, please. Will you ever make it from your miserable milk route, will you? Oh, I'm sorry I even mentioned it. You were going to give me so much. You were going to get places. Throw a million at my feet. A million what? Empty milk bottles? Well, so I didn't get the breaks. Now, what do you want me to do, Katie? Rob a bank? Murder someone? Please let me alone, will you? I want to hear... Turn that off and listen to me. Murder somebody, he says. Being poor is murdering me. I'm fed up, I tell you. Look up to here. Oh, Katie, please. No, Katie, me. What's the matter? So early in the morning. Hello? Uh, Mrs. Catherine Brown? Yes. You're the wife of Samuel E. Brown of 22 Maple Street? Yes. I'm sorry to have to inform you that your husband uh, has been killed, Mrs. Brown. What's that? His body was found just a few hours ago in a ditch on the Clinton Turnpike. Killed by a hit-and-run driver, Mrs. Brown. Ha, ha, ha. What is this? Somebody's idea of an April Fool gag? Now cut it out. Well, I'm really sorry, Mrs. Brown, but this is not an April Fool gag. I wish it was for your sake. Please call it the county morgue, will you? What? Well, you'll have to identify the the remains. It's almost beyond recognition. But there's a wallet, Mrs. Brown. Okay, That's all we have to go on. Listen, you. You think a joke like this is funny? You ought to have your head examined. Who is this? Police Sergeant Ryan, ma'am. Third precinct. Go on, you crazy dope. Mrs. Brown. Please be at the morgue as soon as you can. That is, if you want to claim your husband's body. Hey, what was it? Some gag? Of course it was a gag. Well, you're right here. Probably that Joe Brody again with his April Fool jokes. He'll yeah. get a piece of my mind, believe you me. Firemen, however, Must you listen to that radio? Oh, Katie, my one, one day off a week. Let me live, the body please. Of a man tentatively identified as Samuel E. Brown, a local milk driver employed by Dessel Berry's company. What? What did you say? Shut up. The victim of a hit and run driver. Listen. The body was found in a ditch on the Clinton Turnpike, mutilated almost beyond recognition. A wallet is the sole clue as to his identity. And that winds up the 9:30 edition of the. Well, what do you know about? Did you hear that, Katie? Yeah, I did. Well, that was me, wasn't it? Me they were talking about. <laughs> That's a hot one, isn't it? Huh? Sam, that phone call just now. Yeah? I thought it was an April Fool joke. Must have been the police. Wonder how in the world... Huh? Now what? Let me... Hello? Uh, Katie? This is Harry, Katie. Gert and me, we just heard. We, we were listening to the radio and you... You all right, Katie? You know about it? Sure, I know about it, but... Oh, that... we feel awful about it, Katie. And we're coming right over. We'll take care of everything. Uh, Harry, listen, uh, it's all... We'll go downtown with you when you're ready. And while you're... That, that is while you're there, I'll take care of all the paperwork. 
No excuse me for mentioning it at a time like this. I don't have to go any... What paperwork? The insurance policy I sold Sam, remember? Remember I told you both how someday it might be... Well, little did I dream. I'm so glad I talked you both into it. 10000 with double indemnity for accidental death? That's 20000 you know. A final thought from for your welfare from Sam. Harry, I, I can't... I know, I know. I know you don't want to talk about it now. Listen, Katie, we'll be right over 10, 15 minutes. Harry! What was that all about? What do you want? Katie, I'm talking to you. Wait. Sam, I'm trying to think. It's impossible. You're right here. Sam, what do they mean? They identified you by your wallet. You have it, don't you? My wallet? Your wallet! Well, naturally, right here in my pocket where I all... What the devil? I'm wearing the same pants. It's not here. Wait a minute. I remember something now. Well, that maybe clears up this whole mystery. Yes, Ann? Well, uh, last night after the poker game, uh, coming home on the bus, there was uh, some character jostling against me. We almost had a fight on the bus. Sure, now I think of it, he must have picked my pocket. Why, Katie, it's him they must have found on the turnpike. Sure, uh, say, let me at that phone, will you? I'll call the police and straighten out this No, whole... wait. Wait, Sam. What for? Sam, maybe we ought to consider this thing a little. Consider what? Your $10,000 life insurance policy, Sam, with that double indemnity clause. What are you talking about? About our one big chance that we've been waiting for. See, what are you driving at? Did anybody see you coming home last night? No, I don't think so. Why? Can't you understand? There's a body lying in the morgue. The only thing they got to go by was that wallet. Say you never came home last night, Sam. Or ever again. Say I went right now huh? and identified that wallet. The insurance company would pay me $20,000, wouldn't they? Yes, I... I guess they would. Are you out of your mind? You could disappear right now. Go to Chicago, say, without being seen. I could write to general delivery. After a while, after I collect, I could join you there. Oh, no one will be the wiser. Uh, we can begin life all over. Rich! Um, this could be it, Sam. Oh, no, no, no. Money gotten this way would never do us any good, Katie. For that amount of money, I'll take my chance, and uh, so will you. Katie. You'll do it, Sam. Uh, well, oh, yes, you will. Uh, because if you let me down uh, this time, oh, it's Katie, the end. Katie, I... Uh, Twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand dollars! For suspense... Autolite is bringing you Edward G. Robinson in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Say, uh, Hap, will you help me out here? Why, sure. Honey. All right. Uh, pretend you're on a quiz program and I asked you this question. Uh -huh. What is it that needs water only three times a year? Mm, well, let's see. It's, uh... Is it a kangaroo? No, it's not a camel nor a cactus. Oh, well, can you give me a hint? All right. Goes on your car. The oh. initials are A-L-S-F-B. A-L-S-F-B. Oh, I've heard that somewhere before. It's dandy. It's dynamic. It delivers power, pep, performance. It's an Autolite Stay Full battery that needs water only three times a year in normal car use. Hey, don't tell me. Let me think. It's, um... I can't give you any more hints, except to say it's an Autolite Stay Full battery with that extra liquid reserve. That's it. It's an Autolite Stay Full battery. Right. With Autolite, the gentleman wins a hand-embroidered Autolite Stay Full battery carrying case <laughs> and the right to drive into the nearest Autolite service station and buy an Autolite Stay Full battery. Remember, be battery right. Switch to Autolite. And now... Autolite brings back to a Hollywood soundstage Edward G. Robinson as Sam in You Can't Die Twice, 
A tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. Katie always could make me jump through a hoop. Besides, I, I might as well admit it, I'm human. Show me the human can spit of that kind of money. Anyway, I snuck out of town that very day, got to Chicago, got me a crummy room under the name of Lionel Hendricks. Weeks went by and nothing happened. No news at all from Katie, and I got really frightened. Something gone wrong. I wrote her, got an answer, general delivery. answer to your inquiry, everything is proceeding smoothly. I'm advised that the delay on the transaction is because of its unusual nature. No more letters, please. Thank you for your interest sincerely. More weeks passed. Another month, two, three, without a word from her. Had the police found out? Were they on my trail? And then I began to get suspicious of Katie. What was she up to? I had a phone her. Hello? Uh, this is me. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> oh, it's you, Clara. Well, I, I had to talk to you. Why haven't you written? What are you up to? Haven't you got it yet? Not yet. Well, when? In a little while, Clara. Just have a little more patience. Oh, cut out that Clara stuff. I'll be seeing you soon, dear. Well, Katie, it's awful lonesome for me. Do you love me, Katie? Well, I get to wondering. It's six months now. This is crazy. I'm a wreck. I'm scared. I can't stand this life. I've never been away from home. I'm a family man, Katie. Hey, Katie, make it quick, will you, for Pete's sake? Who's that? What? That voice. You're imagining. I heard a man's voice. He's right there in the room with you. Now, don't deny it. I'll, I'll explain everything when I see you, Clara. I see. So you're two-timing me, huh? Well, that explains everything. I'll fix you. I'm coming home right now. If you do... Go to jail for about ten years. Think it over. Goodbye, Clara. Hey, you see? What could I do? Anyway, that's when I started to drink. What else was there? There I was, all mixed up and alone. I used to get good and drunk and wish someone would at least say... Hello. I said hello. You all alone? Hmm? What's that? <laughs> you really tied one on, haven't you? Stranger in town? Oh, a stranger everywhere. How do you know? You're lonely, huh? Oh. Oh. Well, don't cry no, about I'm it. I'm not crying. You want company? Sure. <laughs> You're kind of cute. Mm. Luther! Yeah, Cleo? Rye high on the gentleman here. Coming up. Your name is Cleo, hmm? Yeah, I know. Mm. Cleo Carter. What's your name? Sam. Sam? Oh, Sam. Sam what? Oh, I mean uh, Lionel. My name is Lionel Hendricks. That's my name. Lionel Hendricks. Uh, what happened to Sam? Oh, he's dead. Dead? Yeah, dead. Poor lonesome ghost. <laughs> Nobody cared. Are you married? Uh-huh. <laughs> Where are you from, Lionel? You're not on the lamb or something, are you? Cop shy? No, nobody cared. Not even his widow. Sam's widow. <laughs> Name is Katie. Catherine, you know. Mm. Katie don't even care. Two timing him. <laughs> oh, well, never mind. Change the subject. What do you do, Cleo? Oh, this and that. What do you do, Lionel? Hmm? That and this. 
<laughs> where, where are you from, Cleo? Here and there. And you? Oh, there and here. <laughs> <laughs> we make a great team, don't we, yeah, Sam? <laughs> we sure do. Uh, here you are, Cleo. Why, hi. Thanks, Luther. Uh, how about a trip up the Nile, Cleo? <laughs> Character. Uh, Luther's a comic, Sam. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, my name isn't Sam. Now, Lionel is my name. Lionel Hendricks. Hey, excuse me. Lionel That's Luther, right. not Sam. Uh, I remember. Hiya, Cleo. Hey, when did you get back? I got to pay a visit. Uh, nice to have met you. Oh, no, no, no. Where you go? Where well, you going? Uh, oh, no, no, no. Don't leave me alone, will you? You like my company? Oh, very much. Oh, very, very, very <laughs> much. <laughs> Much as that. Huh? Yeah, I certainly Well, well it's, it's this way with me, Lionel. I'll yeah. be very frank. First of all, you're a married man. Oh, no, I, I... no, 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 not me. Now, now Sam's married, not Lionel. That's Sam Brown. Poor good fellow. All of a sudden, dead. Killed dead. <laughs> you know, always left him huh. a wallet. There's a few cents in it. Now he has $20,000. Success story. $20,000? Mm hmm. He was worth more dead than alive. Uh, Lionel, let go of my hand. Look, oh. I've got to see your friend oh, no. over there. Yeah, but why? Percentage, Lionel. He always shows me a good time, spends money like it was water. Yeah. He's rich, see? Oh, he's rich. Well, I'm richer. Now, now don't leave me alone, Cleo. I, I got $20,000, I tell you. Not you, Sam. Well, what's his is mine. I can lay my hands on it any time I want. You wouldn't kid me, would you, well, Mister? I... Oh, I said a word. Not a word. Oh, I think I'm going to be sick. Well, I think you better come rest at my apartment, Lionel. I really do. We can talk there. I like your talk. It jingles. Oh, uh, what? You awake, Angel? Huh? What? Where am I? The little Cleo's, don't you remember? Just run in the vacuum. All those butts you tumbled on the floor. Cleo? Cleo Carter. Took pity on you, let you sleep off a hangover on the couch here. Cleo. Are you forgotten? I remember. Guess what you need is a little drink, huh? Yeah. Well, it's on. Oh. <laughs> oh. You know why I'm laughing? I'm surprised at myself. Why? Because I like you. I don't know when I ever felt this way before, so fast. Hmm? You said you felt the same way about me. Did you mean it, or was it that bottle talking? And I, I must have meant it, Cleo. All right, then. How does it feel to be dead, Sam Brown? What? How do you suppose Katie's taking him? Uh, uh, no, no, I, I didn't tell you. That's all right, it's all right. You told me everything, but it's safe with me. To me, Sam Brown is dead. Oh. Uh, could I please have that drink? Oh, sure. Okay. The insurance money really comes to $20,000, doesn't it? Or were you exaggerating? No, I mean, yes, it's uh, it's 20000 Why are they taking so long to pay off? Oh, I don't know, I don't know. Ten months is a very long time. Maybe they've already paid and Katie's holding out on you. Oh, no, 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 Katie wouldn't do a thing like that. Why not? Look what she's already done for the money. Well, not Katie, she wouldn't. She may have met another man she likes more than you. Oh, no, stop it, stop it. Well, your Katie isn't like that. Look. You. Did you mean what you told me about you and me, or didn't you? Will you repeat it sober, right now? What? Re repeat what? That you never felt about her in all your married life the way you feel about me? That you're going to leave her for me? After you get the money? 
Say it again, Sam, or walk right out of my life. Oh, Cleo. I mean it. Well, I, I, I can't say that about Katie. I just can't. Get out. Well, that's the way you feel. I'll go. Go ahead. And when you leave, you might think about whether or not you can trust me now that I know all about it. What? I could call the police, you know. Oh, Cleo. I never did know how to handle women. That was always my big trouble. Well, she, she could have called the cops, couldn't she? So I made up with her. Anyway, I had someone to talk to now. Maybe something would happen. <laughs> it did. Oh, she was smart, that Cleo. You know, Sam, it'll be good to have $10,000 all at once. Yeah, sure will. Know what would be twice as good? 20000 <laughs> Wish for the moon, why don't you? <laughs> My share's only ten. Your share's as much as you can get. You can get it all. Oh, no, no. Katie would never give it to me. Not all of it. The way I figure it, Sam's this. She'll come here to Chicago when she finally collects. Well, she can't afford to have you suddenly turn up alive back there, so she'll come here. When she does, we'll take it all, you and me. Oh, no, no. She, she'll never give me all of it. I know, Katie. I said we'd take it. Use your head, Sammy. Use your head. There's ways. Huh? Oh. Oh, no, Cleo, no. Well, perhaps not. But uh, get used to the idea just the same. Like breaking in a pair of shoes. Know what I mean? That's the way she worked on me, over and over again. Then she began to get impatient until one day, you're less a day from the time I left home. What? is all of this? A practical joke? Tomorrow's April 1st. You waiting to tell me April Fool? I'm calling your bluff, Sam. Come on down to a phone booth right now and call that wife of yours. Let me hear with my own ears. Hello? What do I say? Answer. Uh, hello, uh, Mrs. Brown. This is uh, me. I've got it. I'll be there at midnight. Get me a room at the Stevens. You'll meet her at the station information booth. Tell her. Huh? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll meet you at the station in information booth, Katie. But why? Why? You're running a cabin out in the country. You're taking her on a second honey. Cleo. Tell her. Hello. Uh, Hello. Uh, uh, Katie, I'm, I'm uh, renting a cabin out in the country for us. We're, we're going on a second honeymoon. <laughs> Cleo, I can't go through with it. Please change your mind. I'll give you just 15 minutes. I'll be hiding in the back of the car, and if you're not out there with her and the money in 15 minutes, I'll have every cop in Chicago looking for you. I mean it, Sam. Lionel! Lionel! Darling! Uh, thank you, Mr. Gittner. Darling! Darling! Darling. Uh. <laughs> Lion. Uh. Oh, Sam. My darling Sam. <laughs> I'm so happy. Uh. Hello, Katie. <laughs> uh, d d d don't, don't, don't cry. <laughs> You're crying, too. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. We're together again. Yeah. And we're rich. We're rich. Yeah. Oh, aren't you excited? Wasn't it worth waiting for? And no one suspects. I can't believe it. We have money and we're together. 
Yeah, here, here. Uh, let me take your bag. Yeah, it hasn't been out of my hand the whole trip. It's all in here, in hundred-dollar bills. Well, no wonder it's so heavy. <laughs> Come on, let's let's go quick. We're really going on a second honeymoon. Oh, Sam, I could die for joy. certainly is way out in the country, Sam. Say that for it. So quiet. Yeah, I know. You're acting funny, Sam. I couldn't help it that it took so long. They said they had to investigate and everything. It was no picnic, let me tell you. Oh, the devil is that light. Oh. What is... Is this the cabin you rented for our second honeymoon? This shack? Sam, what is it? You couldn't have brought me here for a honeymoon. Why did you bring me here? Answer me, Sam. I'm leaving you, Katie. What? I'm leaving you. This is the end of our life together. But why? Yeah. Why? Uh, open the bag and get out the money. Yeah. Now, you take half and I take half and we each go our way. Uh, please, quick, quick, quick. How can you do uh, no, that? I, I want my half now. You mean you want it what? all, Sam? Now, you said you'd let me handle it alone, Cleo. You promised not to interfere. You promised. So that's it. Another uh, woman. Uh, Take the money out of the bag, Sam, and let's go. <laughs> oh, Sam. <laughs> oh, Katie. <laughs> How could you do this to me? I loved you, Sam. Okay. <laughs> I loved you. I wanted only your good. Believe oh, me. Oh, Katie. I... Katie, don't cry. <laughs> I can't stand seeing you cry. It hurts me. Sam. <laughs> Get the money, Sam, all of it. Katie, I have to do this. Not one cent. Now, give it to me, Katie. Cleo, can't can't you keep half? Half? I'm keeping it all. Uh, And you know what else I'll do? I'll send the police a letter. Oh, no. And tell them everything. No, no, you wouldn't. Wouldn't I? Oh, wouldn't I, though? Kate, Kate, you don't mean that. Just try me. Go ahead. You might as well put down that wrench because I'm not scared of you. Not that much. I'll send them a letter with a whole story and your description and hers and everything. You won't. Ah! You won't. You won't. Because it's all your fault. All your fault. All your fault. Katie was dead. I don't remember much of the ride back to Cleo's place with the police with the money on my lap. I was numb, exhausted. I collapsed on the floor of the apartment, fell asleep, cradling that valise, and it was past noon I woke up. The valise was still in my arms, but it was open and the money was gone. And so was Cleo. She wasn't there. She was gone. I was alone. Cleo! Luther, have you, you, you seen Cleo today? So she left you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you better have a drink. Yeah. You look as though you could stand it. That's right. Well, you can't blame Cleo. Not after what you'd done last night. Huh? Huh? Last night? I know all about it. What do you mean? You know what I mean, Sam. Ah, uh, how can you live with yourself? Uh, I didn't do anything. I... Don't give me that. I know everything because 
I was there. No, no. You think no one was watching you, huh? <laughs> but, Sam, I saw the whole thing from start to finish. You couldn't have. Can I, will you? If I'd done that, I couldn't live with myself for the rest of my life. It'll torture you, see? Now, stop it. You won't eat and you won't sleep. Because the memory of it will always haunt you. Oh, stop it, stop it. It'll haunt you and haunt you until the day you die. Unless you confess right here and now. Confess! All right, stop. I did it. I killed my wife. That's about all, Lieutenant. It was strange how it all happened. Strange how it started. Yeah, stranger still how Luther here knew. Yeah. How did you know, Luther? Oh, I didn't, Lieutenant. What's that? Oh, not a thing. Well, what did I say to him? How can you live with yourself after last night? So what? Everyone done something last night they was ashamed of. Oh, every night in the week. How was I to think this here guy committed murder? You see, Captain, all I was up to was a... Well, what's the date today? You get it now? I was just making what an April Fool joke. April Fool joke? April Fool. <laughs> oh, Luther, you killed me. Thank you, Edward G. Robinson, for a great suspense show. Uh, your name Wilcox? Yes, Mr. Robinson. You the uh, fellow that keeps talking about Autolite stay full batteries? Yes, Mr. Robinson. Well, I want one of those batteries in my car, see? Yes, Mr. Robinson. Can't you say anything but yes, Mr. Robinson? Yes, Mr. Robinson, I can say this. Stay full batteries are made by Autolite men who make over 400 products for cars, trucks, airplanes, and boats in 28 Autolite plants from coast to coast. Yes, siree, and Autolite also makes complete electrical systems for many makes of America's finest cars. Batteries, spark plugs, generators, starting motors, coils, distributors. All ignition engineered to fit together perfectly, work together perfectly, because they're a perfect team. So, folks, don't accept electrical parts that are supposed to be as good. Ask for and insist on Autolite original factory parts at your neighborhood service station, car dealer, garage, or repair shop. Remember, you're always right with Autolite. And now here again is Mr. Edward G. Robinson. Once again, it has been a real pleasure to join Tony Leader and his suspense cast and crew. I hope they'll invite me back many more times, and that's no April fooling. I know, too, that all of you are going to be as anxious as I am to hear next week's show when radio's outstanding theater of thrills will present Ronald Coleman in The Noose of Coincidence, another gripping study in... Suspense! Suspense! Edward G. Robinson will soon be seen, starring in the 20th Century Fox production, The House of Strangers. Tonight's suspense play was written by Joseph Ruskull and prepared for suspense by Walter Newman. Music was composed by Lucian Morawieck and conducted by Lud Gluskin. The entire production was under the direction of Anton M. Leader. In the coming weeks, suspense will present such stars as Edmund Gwen, Bob Hope, Mickey Rooney, and many others. Next Thursday, same time, hear Ronald Coleman in The Noose of Coincidence. Buy Autolite Stayful batteries, Autolite resistor spark plugs, Autolite electrical parts at your neighborhood Autolite dealers. Switch to Autolite. Good night.
This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. And that's Suspense, starring Edward G. Robinson in You Can't Die Twice, as originally broadcast over CBS, March 31st, 1948. Stick around, I'll give you our lineup for Episode 3 of the Classic Radio Theater after this short break. Next time on Episode 3 of the Classic Radio Theater, brought to you by the Bradford Exchange, We'll hear two Western adventures of Gunsmoke, starring William Conrad as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon, so don't miss it. To reach me and to learn more about the Classic Radio Club, visit ClassicRadioClub.com. Be sure to tune into our next show, and thanks for listening.